Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Ephesians 6, we're going to start at verse 10, and we're going to read through verse 14. If you don't have a Bible, you can look on the screen. It's going to be there for you. I believe, finally, it says, finally, 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 my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I remember last week we talked about those imaginations, those things from the enemy that exalt themselves. Their desire is to be in the high places. Be reminded or hear this for the first time if you haven't. Anything that is from the enemy, that is in a high place, is his desire to take the position of authority over your life. And it is not the will of God. He did not create Adam with dominion so that the Pentecostals of the 21st century would have to be something less being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You say, well, I don't have dominion over the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea. You can have dominion over your own thoughts. The Holy Ghost will help you beat addiction. I love that testimony from our new members this morning. For Brother TJ, amen. Verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may able, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. The way that actually translates right there. Having having done all. We hear people, we, we hear people teach it and preach it like you've exhausted everything. What Paul is writing right there is once you've won the battle. Keep standing. We think that Paul is saying, well, you don't have to fight, just stand. That's not what Paul's saying. Paul's saying you're about to whip some tail in the Spirit. Some of y'all not like that? Is that too much for you? We are meant to be victorious people. Yes, we are. And here's what we need to be. At the end of it all, we ought to still be standing there. Amen. My, my. Stand. Stand. Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, I hope it doesn't offend you, but I'm not going to call it a girdle all day. Uh, if you want it to be a, a girdle, you can make it a girdle. We're just going to call it a belt. 
We're going to talk about this belt of truth, okay? We're going to talk about the belt of truth. I want you to lift your hands and, and, and just praise God. Would you do that right now? Just praise God. Just praise God. Thank Him in advance for His Word. Thank Him for what He's done. Thank Him for what He's doing. He's breaking down lies of the enemy. Ah, we love you, Jesus. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for helping us. <clears throat> somebody shout amen. Turn to your neighbor. Just somebody maybe you haven't talked to yet and ask them, do you have a belt on? <laughs> Don't ask them if they have a girdle on. That's not appropriate. It can be seated. Ah, I'm going to get in trouble. Eee. You know, there's a lot of talk these days about fashion. One of, the, one of the conversations about fashion, Brother Drew, is about skinny jeans. Oh, do you feel that? Uh. Some of your kids, how many of you, some of you, your kids, you, you, you took them to the store and they wanted to buy, especially your, your boys trying to buy a pair of jeans and you're thinking, no. No. Not wearing those. That's the size you wore two years ago. <laughs> some of y'all making you wish you'd have kept them. Styles, they, they have a tendency to come and go. We showed up at, at the work day here maybe a month ago or so. And somebody was teasing me a little bit because my pants weren't very baggy. And they asked me if I had on skinny jeans for work day. And uh, I laughed along. I thought it was funny. I, I laughed along. But you got to understand where I grew up, a lot of people wore skinny jeans. They were called Wranglers. <laughs> Come on, how many of you remember the original skinny jean? And you didn't call anybody that rode a bull a sissy. I promise you it was never said one time in my high school to any old country boy that walked in in a pair of, you ever see that tight line right down the middle, that press line, a pair of muddy cowboy boots and Wranglers with a big old belt buckle? You never said to any of those boys, nice skinny jeans. <laughs> but styles, they just come and go, they ebb and they flow, they, they move, they, they change, they adjust. Here's what I think, regardless of the style, we ought to just be pressing for modesty. I think, that's, I think that's our goal, okay? That's our goal, is to press for modesty. Man, now nobody gets to walk out and say, oh, Pastor Carson was talking about skinny jeans. No, what I was talking about is that styles will come and go. With those styles is the accessories to the style. Now, I don't want to dumb down the text uh, by talking about belts, but... During that season, I bring that up to tell you that during that season, there was a little part of me that, that, that thought, well, Wranglers are cool. So I wanted, a, I wanted a belt buckle to wear. We did like a little Western type deal here this last year. And some of you dressed up country. I, I dressed up country or cowboy on some level. And the belt buckle I wore, some people were were teasing me at first about that belt buckle until they saw there was a C in it. Like, that's my real belt buckle. I, I own that belt buckle. And I wear it about once a year if there's a Western Sunday or something like that. But in my school, that was a normal thing. Now, 
Some people, we could, we could really look all over. We're not going to do this. There'll be no belt inspections here today. But we could do this across the building. We could look at it, and there'd be all different shapes and sizes, all different lengths of belts. And, and so, Take that as you will. There, there, there'll be uh, a lot of times I wear suspenders. I don't even wear a belt, but I, I, uh, I know that there'd be really thin. You ever see, ladies, you have a tendency to do this, and I... I Good, because it wouldn't look right at all on a guy. But every now and then I'll see a, a lady will have on a, a belt that's really not much more than like a shoelace or something. That's got to be an accessory. Right? I don't know. Brother Ross, I don't know what that's doing. What, what's the... You know, like if you lose that belt, what happens? <laughs> Nothing. Right? I hope. You know? My wife was actually... Uh, speaking at Florida Ladies Conference here a, a couple of months ago, a month or two ago, whatever it was, and we were talking about this, the different belts, and discussing the armor of God and even the belt of truth, and we were talking through that, how ladies can accessorize, and, and men, most men have like a couple of belts. I have a, I have a whole ring of belts, and I wear two of them. Come to think of, I need to throw those away. I, I have a whole ring of belts, but I wear like two of them. This one right here, I'm going to tell on myself right now. And I want to see if I got any witnesses in the room. This one right here, I can just flip this buckle. And it can be my brown belt or my black. I feel a witness in the house. I can hear some of you out there like right now. Some of you are like, I thought he was better than that. I thought he was. I'm not. There's nothing like being able to turn it around. But where we're, we're diving in our text here today is much bigger than me trying to fit in when I was in high school and wear some Wranglers and a big belt buckle. And it's, it's much bigger than when we come to church and whether it's a skinny little shoelace belt or a big old, some of y'all got the big old thick brown belt. It's like I'm wearing this belt. Some of you men wear belts that your wives hate, but for you it's like that pair of jeans that could almost walk on their own. It's just comfortable. It feels good. It's like the pair of shoes you don't want to throw away. Here's, here's where we're going, and I want you to stick with me today because I need to tell you something fairly heavy from the very beginning. The belt of truth is not an accessory. Okay? Brother Massengale, the belt of truth is not an accessory to make us look like Christians. Now, I've tried to use the, the most... Uh, Sister Madison helped me with this, and I've tried to use one that has the most glam possible, that it's the most uh, uh, standout possible, where you'd see the additional hanging and you'd see the opening there on that belt and the way that it worked. But it's important for us to understand the what and the why of the belt. Paul was not just spitting out unnecessary Portions, but rather, if you could try to picture him as he is writing, we know that he would write from within the prison. If you can try to picture him even as he is looking at a Roman soldier and he is picking apart Brother Watkiss what they are wearing and, and, and how they are arrayed and he is looking at them, he, he points out the belt. It was not an offensive, it was not a defensive part of the armor, but it was a critical part of the armor. And here's why. The belt that that soldier wore was meant to keep everything else together. It would keep the, the undergarment 
in place. It would bind the average soldier would be wearing between 70 and 80 pounds of armor when they put it on. Without the belt, the armor would move too freely. And when they went to interact in warfare, which he had started by calling wrestling and talked about it in up-close combat, if you do not have the belt, even though you think you have the right armor, the belt is what stabilizes And you cannot function appropriately. Here's one of the great dangers of the modern church. Is there are men and women out there that are trying to fight in a warfare minus the balance of truth. To tell you the truth. And to speak the truth. About the belt of truth. I'd rather have it. I'd rather have it than most. Because if I die in the battle, as long as I die with truth. As long as I die in truth. However, because of people like, I hate to even give Jacques any credit, and uh, the post-modernity that has really taken over our world, there seems to be no objectionable Actual truth. What's true for you is not necessarily true for me. That is the thought. It is the philosophy that, that truth is relative. That, that somehow, Brother Mark, that, that truth for your life, that it, might be, it might be 100% true for you. Doesn't mean it's true for me. And, and what's, what's true in your marriage might not be true for my marriage. So the only truth is that there is no absolute truth. There used to be black and white, but now it's all gray. And it's placed and it's, it's compartmentalized into a place that has so crept into the church where what used to be definitives, what used to be the defining factors of the church, have become slowly eroded. So is Paul talking about absolutes? I'm here to tell you he is. Paul's job was to preach Christ. He said there will be one person that can sustain you. There will be one that can keep you. You may face every battle under the sun, but you need to be a Christian that is aware of warfare. If you're in here last week, many of you came and talked to me and others that that shot emails and sent texts and talked about the battle of the mind. As a believer, you have to know that's going to happen. And so we are meant to be prepared as believers. And he said you need to get your belt, your girdle of truth that brings the underpinnings of who you are. Here we go. I want to look good on the outside. But if the outside looks good while the inside is out of order. If I have all the armor, but when I actually go to do warfare, it is more of an obstacle than an asset. Then I've got the, I've got the appearance. I've even got the, I've even got the 
accent pieces. I've even got some weapons of warfare. But because I am void of truth, I cannot effectively administrate what I have been given. Can I tell you there is no greater thing. Whether you have been in the church for 70 years or for 7 weeks. There is no greater thing that any of us have been given than this truth. He is the way. He is the truth. And He is the life. No man cometh to the Father except by me. That's what he said. And so I speak to you here today. While some may not understand it, and some, listen, we've got to get back to the understanding, ladies and gentlemen. We will be hated for his namesake. So I have to be securely fastened with the belt of truth. Even if they don't agree, Jesus is truth. Even if they don't like how I'm living, it is truth. It binds the other person. Don't tell me you're powerful in prayer if you don't have truth. Don't tell me that you really know how to lead people to God if you don't have truth. Take everything else, but give me Jesus. That's what the elders would say. In fact, I need an elder in the room to help me with that right now. The elders would say, take the whole world, but give me Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's why I know there's people addicted throughout our city, but I'm not intimidated because we've got the truth. I recognize that there's been all kinds of racial tension and riots, but that's why we said everybody belongs here and we're going to be a multi-ethnic church because we believe the truth. The truth. Know the truth. And the truth will set you free. It's the truth. You ever have to tell somebody, just tell me the truth. What is the truth? The truth is that he was born of a virgin named Mary. The truth is that he walked among men. The truth is that he gathered at the marriage of Cana and he turned water into wine. The truth is that he healed the blinded eyes and, and the lepers and the deaf. The truth is that he walked on the water. The truth is that he, he would lay his hands with spittle and he, and he made the blind to see and they would say, whether he be right or not, I don't know. But this is what I know. I was blind and now I see I might not have it all figured out but I can see truth I can see truth I can see truth he is truth he is truth somebody said how do you differentiate between Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit it's a genuine question because he was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. What does Matthew say? She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Who was God? Who was the Father? The Holy Spirit. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. 
He was manifest in the flesh. Whoa, I feel something this morning. He was justified in the spirit. Yeah. Was he preached unto the Gentiles? Was he believed on in the world? Was he received up into glory? So when I say the name of Jesus Christ, I am magnifying God and I am honoring the work of the Spirit. I'm calling on the name. Why? Because his name is truth. His name is truth. I need you to hear me. Hear pastor right now. Our country has been as divided in the last two years as it's ever been in the last 20 or 30 or 40 years. The only thing that's going to bring us together is truth. I'm telling you, the only thing that's going to bring us together is truth. Not our little ideologies and our little customs and our little traditions. We need Jesus to walk into the building. We need Jesus to bind us together. We need Jesus to help us. I'm troubled. I'm troubled. May I just, I just talk to you? I'm just... I'm troubled with the thought that the church can allow alienation and isolation based on things like the color of skin. Just because somebody's got a little more melatonin than somebody, somebody else. You got a little bit different pigment. Foolishness. If we believe in creation, come on, if we believe in the biblical creation, then we are brothers and we are sisters and we are bound to get we are bound together by the blood and if you don't like it you don't like the Bible if you don't like it you don't like the truth of the word of God every nation every tribe every tongue every people group every people group there is in the world Oh, God, help us to love the truth. The truth is freeing. The truth is delivering. What did Isaiah the prophet say? Isaiah 61. Somebody, I'm going to throw a curveball, okay? Brother Henderson, come on. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. I want us to hear what the prophet had to say. Isaiah 61, if you have a Bible, I want you to go there. Isaiah 61 and verse 1. There it is on the screen. Perfect. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Uh-huh. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Time out. Read that part again. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Read that part one more time because it's so good. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. He said, he said Paul's going to come later and he's going to preach about a belt of truth that's going to bind things together. But I'm going to bind up things. I'm going to take your instability and I'm going to bring stability to it. Right. Yes, sir. There is no one like Jesus that can bring stability to your instability. Whoa! There is, 
There is nothing like a touch of God for you to walk in overwhelmed and walk out saying, wait a minute, I feel better, so much better since I laid my burdens down. Yes, sir. Woo! I feel like shouting. Hallelujah. Go, Go ahead and read that part one more time and then read on. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to the opening of and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Perfect. Luke. Luke. Luke chapter 12. Luke 12 verse verse 35. Let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. What? 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 And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. You know what I find? That if I will keep the belt of truth on, I will not be surprised when he comes knocking. Yes, sir. We are living in a world that cannot find the answer anywhere. They are grappling for the answer. They are searching for the answer. They are desperately looking for truth. They're looking for truth in relationships. They're looking for truth in addictions. They're looking for truth in in all kinds of status in the world. But we, we have found it. You know why I'm excited, Brother West, about you going to D.C.? Because they are grappling and they are reaching for the truth. And you get to walk in. You don't have to walk in there as the greatest orator in the world. You don't have to walk in there with more degrees than a thermometer. You don't have to walk. You get to walk in there with a Bible and say the truth. The truth. The truth. Come on, it's what this country was found. The truth. The truth. The truth, the truth. You gotta know the truth. Let your, let your loins be girt about. Get your girdle. Get your belt. Let your belt bind up the under, the undergarments, the things you've got to wear. Because if you try to wear armor without being properly covered underneath, it will, it will destroy. The battle might not get you, but the armor will. I, I made the decision to go skiing with some friends one time. I'm not what you would call a proficient or exceptional or upright <laughs> skier. <laughs> and I wore these blisters on the inside of my feet, both sides. You know what the people said to me? We've never seen that before. (laughs) Because my friends took me to a black diamond the first day I skied. Yeah, I bunny jumped down that hole. They're just flying down. And I'm cutting so hard, I'm wearing, I didn't have on proper equipment. I wasn't properly prepared. And so instead of using it to my advantage, I was just trying to stay, I was just trying to stay alive. Can I tell you too many Christians are just trying to stay alive? When we're meant to be thriving in the spirit. 
and having power in the Spirit. And we want to talk about our breastplate of righteousness and our helmet of salvation. And oh, when we get to the sword of the Spirit, oh, I can't even imagine how much fun I'm going to have preaching about that. But we, we want to have all this stuff. We want to wield our, our sword and we want to talk about our breastplate of righteousness. Hey, look at my helmet. My helmet's a little better than your helmet. Check out my helmet. And if we're not careful, we'll compare ourselves among ourselves having the weaponry to do the job but living as though we're meek and mild and don't even have the ability to utilize what we have. You should be meek in the sense of humility. You should have, you should have that, that demeanor about you where you're not boastful. But when it comes to the things of the enemy, trying to destroy your trying to destroy your mind and trying to destroy your family and I will speak as the pastor and say trying to destroy and wanting to destroy this church and the witness of what Calvary Tabernacle is I refuse to accept that I refuse I'm going to tell you something else I refuse sorry I may be all up in your business I'm so glad it's okay I, I had a little fall had a little fall God kept him here's what I, I refuse to believe I refuse that we got to take off truth to have revival. You could build a bigger church if you didn't preach truth, then it wouldn't be a church. You could, you could build a bigger crowd if you didn't preach Jesus so much, then it wouldn't be a church. We can't have a move of God without exalting Him. We cannot have a move of the Spirit without leaning on this Word and saying this is what ties everything together. Give me the truth. Somebody say, give me the truth. I got to have 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 the truth. I don't want Jesus to look at me like He looked at some and said, you're the... You are of your father, the devil. What? Bless your fathers, you do. He was a murderer from the beginning, abode not in the truth because there was no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. For he's a liar and the father of it. Woo. John 14, 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, Neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. It is one thing for the disciples to celebrate when they have him next to them. The reason they are so empowered after Acts the second chapter is because he has went from next to them to inside of them. And they knew because they received the Holy Ghost and when they did they spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance everybody here might not understand that it's truth it's truth Pastor Carson I don't know that we need to preach baptism so strong it's truth I don't know that we should preach repentance it's truth I don't, know that, I don't know that we should preach and make people know. Maybe we should just do that in a private. Maybe we should do what a lot of churches have done. And when someone wants to seek the Holy Ghost, we just take them into a little private room somewhere. I've got to unravel everything else if I want to disregard truth. But, but what are we going to do in the face of this, of this perverse generation? We're going to preach truth. I have people reach out to me and said, what are you doing in Indianapolis? 
what's happening to you guys? I said, what do you mean? Well, we're watching online. I said, I know. And you're probably here. We're just preaching Jesus. We're just preaching Jesus. We're just preaching what the generations before have preached. That the Holy Ghost is enough. That the power of the name of Jesus... How important is the belt of truth? I'm here to tell somebody the belt of truth is so critical to who and what you're going to be as a Christian. If you undo the belt of truth. Yeah, but what is truth, pastor? That's right. Come on, John 17. Verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Yes, sir. I've had so many people ask me, what do you th- what's your strategic plan to win the city? We know you like administration. I said, I'm going to do everything I can to plan. But if we're going to win anything, yes, sir. we're going to preach that Word. We're going to love our neighbors. We're going to love one another. And we're going to preach Jesus. And then we're going to do it all over again. Let me challenge you right now. Witnessing to a, witnessing to a girl two, three days ago, three days ago, and said, said, yeah, but what about lesbians? I said, everybody is welcome. Now, if that bothers you right now, you need to hear me. Everybody ought to feel like they can walk in because they are living in a world that is selling them lies. They need to walk in somewhere where they know they're loved and we can teach them the truth of God. It's not going to be your words that set them free. It's got to be His Word that sets them free. Men and women have got to know there is an answer and His name is Jesus. There is deliverance and His name It's the belt of truth. If we've got anything good on the inside, it's because of him. If we've got anything good on the outside, it's because of him. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to get to the other pieces of the armor in the weeks to come. But we cannot worship our attire. I got three amens, but I can hang. I'm not worried about it. We cannot be so enamored with our attire, with our armor, that we we have armor that we do no warfare in. Somebody said, what do you do when somebody walks in here Smelling like alcohol. Oh, I thank God. That's what I do. I thank God. Uh, go, to, go to Romans. Turn your Bible to Romans chapter 1. If I go here, it'll make me land this plane. Romans 1, are you there? I'm going to have you read again, I think, here. Romans chapter 1, start reading at verse 18. I think we'll read through 25, but let's, let's, let's start. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteous of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Who, wait a minute. Wait, go, go, go back to that just for a second so we can catch this. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against what? All ungodliness. And? Unrighteousness of men. Okay, so there may be some spiritual wickedness in high places. But when it takes a hold of men and they begin to perpetuate it, we can't blame everything on the devil. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says that, that we are made instruments of his righteousness. But it's after there's a turn from the sin and the things of the world. Are you all right? Mm -hmm. let, let, let's, let's keep going. Who hold the what? The truth in unrighteousness. Keep going. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. God hath showed it unto them. God. We either believe this is the infallible word of God. We need a, we need a high view of Scripture. Because there's a lot of people in the world, even that say they are believers right now, that, that, that have these underlying questions. Well, what if science proves us wrong? It's not. That's right. It's not. I'm, I'm, I'm withholding because I want to get real geeky right now. <laughs> I, I, it's not. Keep reading for the sake of the people. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, uh, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Without excuse. I didn't know. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You ever, you ever have somebody try to get out of something that you know you told them? You, I didn't. You knew. You get your crazy eye. You knew. Verse 21, because? That when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, <clears throat> neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, Be and their foolish heart was darkened. Became vain in their imaginations. Your mind can take you where his spirit cannot keep you. Somebody ought to just go ahead and write, just, just go ahead and write that down. Because your mind will take you into I don't care what Bill Nye says. That's right. I don't care what your kid's philosophy teacher has tried to convince. Yes. I, I am not bowing to Darwinism. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I refuse because I cannot pick up pieces of the world's teaching without diminishing the Godhead. Man, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I can't do it. What, what happened to it? It became vain. They became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Was darkened. Keep reading. Professing themselves to be wise, 
they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and Ugh. to birds and to four-footed beasts and Ugh. creeping things. I, you got that? You got that? You get out of the book, you start acting dumb. Can I just tell you, right. there are people peddling all kinds of thoughts and ideas right now that really, you, it's, you listen to some of it. it yeah. What? It's, it's like every now and then when I, when I call my friend and I ask him, I say, hey, I'm thinking about preaching this thought. What do you think? And he says, run it, run it by me again. Say it again. I don't think it makes sense. There's some things that just don't make sense. We got people gathering around the golden calf. Mm -hmm. Because everybody in the world was, we're building Egyptian gods. We're building, mm -hmm. everybody just jumping around it and calling it pride. That's, everybody's just jumping around it. And, and, come on, we're in June. I'm going to be real right now. Putting it on our billboards. Can't walk through the mall without it in your face. And yet you can't say anything or else you're intolerant. My single argument is this. How can we even be fruitful and multiply? Take the spiritual and give me the natural. So what are we supposed to do? Why don't we just be given to our imaginations and, 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 and we'll, just, we'll just change the glory of an uncorruptible God into the image made to corruptible man and the birds and a four-footed beast and the creeping thing. Everything is good. Everything's not good. He's good. He's good. He's good. I'm, I man, I feel like challenging somebody right now. You've got to get back to your Holy Ghost tenacity. We are talking about the armor of God. You've got to get your truth back. Come on, we're my men of God. I, I know Father's Day's next week, but where are the fathers that will say there's going to be truth in my house? There will be truth in my house. Come on, man, holler at me. Let me hear you right now. Some man said, I'm going to be a man of God. Read verse 24. Two more. I'm going to let you go. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. To dishonor their own but God gave them up. Don't give up on me. Yes, sir. I don't want to add one thing. I don't want to take away one thing. I don't want to find what I like and dismiss what I don't. I, I don't want to pull away from it. I don't want you to give up on us. <laughs> he gave up on them. He gave, God gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts mm -hmm. of their own hearts. Verse 25. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. And worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. What's the truth? The truth for our generation 
is what it was when I was a child. You can't take anything with you. Mm -hmm. You cannot take anything with you. But you've got a soul. You have got a soul that must be saved. I am appealing to every person. I've, I've worn myself out up here. I'm doing my best to relay this to you. Because I want every man and I want every woman in this building to be saved. I want you to be saved. And I want your family to be saved. I want you to walk in the dominion and the power of the Spirit. But we cannot have a move of His Spirit minus the belt of truth. I've got to have the truth of God's Word. Stand with me in this house. Read on down through it if you want. But it was following this that Paul begins to address and starts talking about their, their, their lusts being given over. The perversion that crept in. Pastor, wait, wait a minute, what are you saying? I'm saying when people that are really bound show up, they should be able to interact with people who really are not. You should be able to relay truth without having to get the pastor. Without needing one of the ministry team. You say, well, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what to say. You know enough. You might not feel like you've got all the armor. But you wouldn't be here if you didn't have the belt. I can't explain everything to you. You might be able to tell them, I can't, I can't explain it. I can't make sense of everything. But I can tell you this. He's real. And His Word is true. I want you to lift your hands all over this room right now. I feel like there's people in this house right now under the sound of my voice. Your, your definition of truth has been challenged as of late. Buddy, I feel it right there again. Your definition of truth has been challenged. I want everybody just to begin to worship the Lord together. I, I want to ask some men and women that are making a fresh commitment to truth. Would you come join me at this altar right now? You just, you just say, Pastor, you know what? I'm going to make a fresh commitment that I've got to keep on the belt of truth. And, and my family, we're, we're, going to, we're going to do this. We're, we're, going to be, we're going to be committed. We're going to be committed to the belt of truth. Loins to be girt about. We, 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 it's going to tie things together in my life. It's, it's going to keep us and protect us. To my preachers in the house, to ministers in the house, if we're going to preach, it's got to start with truth. To my mothers in the house, if, if you're going to lead your babies, it's got to start with truth. There is no balance in the weapons of our warfare minus the belt of truth. The belt of truth is what holds the sword of the Spirit. The belt holds the sword. But we can't talk about the offensive if we do not have this, the singular piece of this armor. It, it's not really my offensive or my defense. It's just my keeping. It's my, it's my introductory. It's my truth. It's... It's my belt of truth. I want you to sing if you will. and I want you to lift your hands all over this congregation.
Some of you need to go back to the true north of your thought. That you're going to believe in Jesus.